You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, George Schutte, Vice President of Global Energy Solutions for Crane Worldwide. logistics industry has a lot of moving parts, and many of those parts depend on an energy solution to run, and more importantly, run well. But like any industry, the energy sector has its share of risks and challenges. George Schutte of Crane Worldwide shares some important information for logistics service providers to consider so that they can properly address their clients' needs. Joining me this morning on the Inbound Logistics Podcast is George Schutte, Vice President of Global Energy Solutions for Crane Worldwide. George, thank you so much for taking some time out of your morning to speak with us. Oh, well, thank you for taking time to speak with us as well. Uh, no, no, not a problem. It's great to have you. Uh, George, can you tell me a little bit about your role? It's Global Energy Solutions, which sounds kind of sci-fi-ish if you're, if you're not in the know. But tell me a little bit about your role at Crane Worldwide and what some of your responsibilities are. Sure. So uh, I am, as you mentioned, I'm the, the vice president and global head of energy solutions uh, for the company. And you know, I think that it's uh, somewhat of a hybrid role. I mean, clearly there's a business development aspect, but of course there's an operational aspect of it too, which is you know common in the industry industry due to the fact that it's still very much a, a operations-driven business. And so I focus on what are our opportunities in terms of developing the product and in terms, of course, of bringing on uh, new clients, you know, to utilize the infrastructure that we built. And then geography, as you know, geography for, for energy or for oil and gas is still quite different than for sectors like retail or consumer goods. You know, they haven't found oil in downtown Paris yet, so we have to look uh, other places in South America and West Africa, whatever it might be. And primarily to develop our strategy, to set it, and to go out and execute on a global basis. What are some of the trends that you're noticing uh, when you're talking about global energy logistics? Well, I think there's actually quite a quite a shift going on today, and of course, you know, with um, with shell and fracking, you know, there's very large domestic focus in the U.S. in particular. Although I would say that that's you know, prevalent in some other parts of the world as well. Um, you know, a lot of assets have gone idle over the last year since 2014 as uh, the oil price started to take a, a crash. So we're seeing quite a bit of mobilization, in particular on the drilling side, and more importantly, I think a, a shift in mentality. And that today's energy company, where it used to be. You know, I, I just I need this material. Let's just get it there. Cost is not an issue. They become much more cost conscious. You know, focus on the environmental aspects and looking to be more agile and planned and measured, and, uh, and and just trying to develop a system that generates a greater return, but is is more focused on cost, where that used to not even be the conversation in the past. Now, for our audience, uh, some of our audience are logistics providers. How do they bring value to the to some of those challenges? You know, I, I think that there are uh, quite quite a few aspects of that. So the first one is, in particular, for international forwarding. You know, we haven't uh, generally the domestic side of the business has been completely separate. But I think that you need a very uh, solid domestic setup, and be that in terms of, of trucking and warehousing and being present in some of those markets. So for the U.S. in particular, out in uh, out in the Permian, so out in Odessa, out in the Delaware Basin, uh, you know, down in, in South Texas in the Eagle Ford. You know, which are kind of non-traditional places, I think, in particular for the freight forwarding as- aspect. Of course, to you know, to generate some level of efficiency and to be process-driven and have a measured approach to how we work. And you know, I think one of the badges of courage used to be in our industry that you know we have a, a 24-hour desk, we're always here, we're your beck and call. But that does uh, that, that meets an operational need that still occurs from time to time, but that does not really uh, lend to. Uh, you, you know, to, to be in a very efficient organization. So to drive more efficiency back to the program, and 
utilize technology to drive visibility so that we know, you know what's in transit, what's on hand, and, and that, the, that the site, more importantly, kind of has a good view of the same so that they don't over-procure and, uh, you know, they have the right material at the right time, which, you know, for us, we kind of accomplish through, through our global hub system and, you know, a, a good quality uh, approach to that. And I think uh, even beyond that is to, you know, to utilize free trade agreements, free trade zones to understand the tax implications of how and where you store material and, and you know, to, to also be able to affect the, the cash flow as, uh, aspect of that. So when do you actually make a cash out rate, for example, for could be for import duties or whatever uh, other costs are associated. And more importantly, to, to drive a very high level of reliability and quality with, to what you do. So I think in particular on the oil field service side, that as a logistics provider, we have an opportunity to also help them to generate more revenue for themselves in terms of speed the market, in, in terms of uh, you know quality of equipment material. Um, and then I, I guess that you know maybe uh, you know this is maybe for me a little bit that we understand our business in the context of being a business, not just on the very transactional and freight forwarding side. I mean, you know, we should be a positive force to asset uptime, to asset integrity, and that uh, we should not look at our business as transactional as, you know, I need a truck, I need a plane, I need a boat. I mean, those things are important, but overall program development and management so, so that we do, uh, you know, drive cost efficiency and time efficiency and we drive up the quality of, uh, of what we're providing to the market. You mentioned operational needs. Uh, I assume, like any other industry, the energy industry has different requirements depending on what segment that you're operating in. So how do logistics providers ensure that their systems can adapt to those different sectors and uh, different operational requirements? So I, I think that, first of all, is getting out and, and understanding and thinking a little bit more like a technology company, not, not just like a, a, you know, a traditional freight forwarder and that we have many you know, legacy and proprietary systems. So, you know, going out to the market and the technology advances at such a rapid pace, which the industry, the freight forwarding and logistics industry has not always uh, kept, kept up with at the right pace. And then uh, I think more importantly, understanding your client requirements, what are the, what are the triggers and, and what are the, the elements that they need to control and where they need to gain visibility that, that really affect them on the cost side or affect them on the uptime side of the year. So that you're capturing the appropriate KPIs and being able to, to feed those back to the, to the client base. I imagine the energy industry, like again, like every other industry, has uh, has its risks. How can providers mitigate those risks? So, you know, risk mitigation, I think, comes around, you know, first of all, from a compliance perspective. I, I think that's key in every oil and gas operation, in particular on the international side, where, first of all, you are almost always have a foreign government as a partner in the operation and working in some complex geographies that, that, that have compliance risk in, in terms of trade risk, but also you know, uh, anti-bribery and, and, you know, uh, corrupt practices, that kind of thing. So being very true to what is your, uh, you know, what is your compliance program to making sure that the whole organization not only understands it and their role in it, but that they own it and we take it as a core value, I think is, is the key. That's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is uh, around the quality of what we of what we offer. You know, how do we develop customer standard operating procedures? How do we implement them into the operation? and that, that all parties are, are at the table that we do that jointly. And then finally, that we are measuring our performance against those things. So if we don't have a solid set of KPIs, and, and some of those are very simple that in terms of like on-time delivery, that kind of thing, but then we can also look at some more enterprise-wide things. You know, how do we affect 
you know, the, the need for additional inventory because of the, tra the transportation program? How do we affect return on assets or return on capital employed, some of the things that our client base measures themselves on that we traditionally would not look at as a freight provider or logistics provider? There's a lot of needs. Now, is it tough in the current market environment to ensure that you're properly resourced to meet all of those needs? Um, absolutely it is. I mean, you know, first of all, financially, there's been a real, you know, constriction on, on margins, in particular as a service provider. And, of course, you know, the competition has heated up. There's been some consolidation in the industry. And, you know, to find good, qualified resources, in particular, uh, around the energy business can be uh, can be difficult. And, and I, I think the, the other thing is, is, you know, that kind of shotgun approach to, to not go out there and try to be everybody's provider for everything. I and mean, I think that the, the highest quality logistics provider will focus very much on what is its target market and where can we add the most value. So, so for us, that's high touch, high value, you know, high, high transaction. Therefore, uh, you know, we need to be uh, focused on a certain subset of the market, not just everybody that's out available that, that has some freight. So again, thinking about business in the context of, uh, of being a, a business. And I, I think as a logistics service provider, where we always go down a path is to get into a rate conversation. And when we're talking about just price, that doesn't account for the inputs that it takes to provide a very high quality and high tech level of service, uh -huh. which is what the energy industry demands. So I, I think that also, you know, to, you know, to really uh, working in such a high risk environment that you need to develop a very high level of trust with your clients. And so clearly there's a time component to that. There's a systems component to that. And then there's a quality of delivery. I mean, the experience that we're delivering uh, at, at every transaction is, is, you know, drives that trust level up. And, and once you get there, I think that you get out of the rate conversation and you get into, you know, program management and that we look at all costs to, you know, related to transportation, not just the actual freight rate itself. And so that if we can have acceptable margins for anybody in our industry, then we can provide the level of resources that are needed. If you had one key takeaway, or maybe a few key takeaways about the global energy industry in general and, and maybe about Crane Worldwide, what would it be for the audience? So I think uh, for for the energy industry itself is that, you know, I, I think that it's been a very highly transactional type business, you know, built around, uh, you know, scarcity of material, scarcity of product, complex geography, and then trying to work at a very rapid pace. I think that it's important as an energy solutions provider that we understand the shift or the or the shifting paradigm that the market is or that the that the industry is upon, and that we want to have a very measured and stable approach. So we should understand what our clients are telling us and understanding how they view their businesses. They go into the future and then respond accordingly. And that we we do build very lean, very efficient, very agile organizations that that can meet the the you know their response that that they require. Where can my audience go to get more information about uh, the global energy industry and from Crane Worldwide? So certainly for Crane Worldwide, we're at uh, www.cranewww.com. Um, I think uh, we have some specific energy information on there. Clearly from the industry perspective that we, that we go out to, uh, you know, rig zone. I mean, there are so many resources out there. Of course, there's a lot written about the energy industry because today it is still, you know, kind of a cash cow, so to speak. And, uh, and, of course, it's shifting. Things are improving, so we're starting to see more activity. So, so I think that, you know, Internet-based resources, associations, you, you know, I, I think there, there are a lot of resources out there today to, to gather information. Excellent. George Schutte, thank you so much for that information, and uh, best of luck with Crane Worldwide. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. 
Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.